Chapter 8 of The Fairy Spinning Wheel and the Tales It Spun. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Fairy Spinning Wheel and the Tales It Spun by Cotille Menendez. Translated by Thomas Jory Vivian. Read by Carla Patton. Chapter 8 A Poor Diet there was great distress at the court and throughout the kingdom because for four days the king's son had taken nothing to eat if he had had a fever or some other melee no one would have been surprised at this long fast but all the doctors agreed in saying that the prince was as well as possible except for the weakness caused by going so long without food but why should he thus deprive himself of food nothing else was talked of by the courtiers and even the common people who instead of saying good day to each other inquired has he eaten this morning no one however was as anxious as the king this was not because he felt any remarkable affection for his son for the young man had caused him a great deal of discontent although more than sixteen years old the prince showed the greatest dislike for both politics and arms when he assisted at the council of ministers he yarned during the finest speeches in a very impolite way and once when sent out at the head of an army to chastise a horde of rebels he had returned before evening with a sword garland with morning glories and his soldiers bearing handfuls of violets and honeysuckle given his reason that he had found a lovely wooded dell on the way and that it was much more amusing to pick flowers than to kill men he loved to walk along beneath the trees of the royal park and found it a pleasure to listen to the songs of the nightingales when the moon rose the few people whom he allowed to enter his apartments told the others that they had seen there books spread all over the carpet with instruments of music, psalteries, and mandolin, and that at night he passed long hours gazing with moist eyes at the stars. Add to this that he was pale and slight as a young girl, and that instead of wearing armor, he clothed himself in garments of clear silk. And you can understand why the king was out of countenance in having such a son but as the prince was the sole heir to the crown his health was of great consequence to the state and it was necessary that everything possible should be done to keep him from dying of hunger he was entreated he was supplicated to eat but only shook his head without reply cooks of splendid skill brought him the most tempting dishes the most appetizing fish, the most savory meats, the most delicate early vegetables. Salmon, trout, hunches of venison, bear's paws, heads of suckling wild boar, hares, pheasants, frosts, quail, snipes, all loaded the table at each meal. Then, thinking him tired of ordinary meats and common vegetables, they brought him filet of bison 
loins of chinese dog dressed in swallow's nests brichettes of hummingbirds slices of grilled monkey and young shoots of pinel cooked in antelope fat but the young prince made signs that he was not hungry and motioned the servants away with a slight gesture of weariness things had arrived at this pass and the king was almost in despair when the youth scarcely able to hold himself up and whiter than a lily spoke as follows father if you do not wish to see me die give me leave to quit your kingdom and to go wherever i think fit and without being accompanied by a single person why replied the king in your feeble state you would faint before taking the third step my son it is to recover my strength that i wish to leave here the prince replied have you ever read the story of taboo the rhymer who was made prisoner by the fairies it is not my custom to read anything said his father very haughtily i am a king and i don't read let me tell you then said the son that while with the fairies taboo lived a happy happy life and that he was above all things delighted when the hours for meals came as the little pages who were really gnomes served him for soup a drop of dew upon an acacia leaf for roast a butterfly's wings brawled in the rays of the sunshine and for dessert a bee's kiss upon a petal of rose a pretty thin dinner said the king who could not resist smiling notwithstanding his cares it is the only one though replied the son that i wish for i can't eat the flesh of killed animals or vegetables nourished in mud the same as other fellows allow me please to go to the fairies and if they invite me to their repast i shall eat satisfy my hunger and then return full of health what would you have done had you been in the king's place what the king did was that seeing his only son already on the point of dying he thought it best to humor him and so let him go now the kingdom being near the forest of Brasilia, the youth had not far to go in order to reach the fairy's home they received him with right hearty welcome not however because he was the son of a powerful monarch but because he had found pleasure in listening to the nightingale's song when the moon rose and in leaning on the window-sill watching the distant stars a fete was given in his honor in a vast hall having walls of rose marble lit up with diamonds while to please him the loveliest fairies danced the scarf dance in a circle this so charmed the young man that though he suffered the cruel pains of hunger he wished the dance might last for ever however he grew feebler and still more feeble and he felt that unless he took some nourishment he would soon die he confided his condition to one of the fairies and even dared to ask at what hour they supped why whenever you please said the fairy she at once gave an order when a little gnome brought the prince for his soup a drop of dew 
upon an acacia leaf what splendid suit said the prince and declared he had not imagined anything more delicious next for the roast another gnome brought him a butterfly's wing grilled in the sun and served on a thorn by way of a skewer this he ate with delight at a single swallow but what most charmed the prince was the dessert which was a trace of a bee's kiss upon a rose leaf well asked the fairy are you satisfied he nodded his head to answer yes but his head fell further forward and the poor prince died of weakness End of chapter